0: Join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Battleground Live. It's great to have you here. Uh, First, I just want to start off the show by... Apologizing for yesterday. Um, I was out of town yesterday. I'm gonna tell you a little about that in a second because it was an amazing experience. So I'll fill you in on that in just a minute. But uh, I found out that I was gonna have issues coming home. Uh, and when I found out that it was gonna be an issue, I had to scramble to come up with a plan for you all. And so we ran the Scott Pressler episode because there's just a ton of great information about election day operations in there, even though it was an old episode. Um, the, the reality is, is I don't have a great way to communicate with you all. (laughs) If there is an issue, typically what happens is if I know there's going to be an issue ahead of time, I'll let Brock know. And Brock will put it out on the Wendy Bell radio show during a commercial break or something like that. Um, but I need a better battle drill from that for that moving forward and rest assured we are working on it. So sorry for the confusion yesterday. Uh, and, and also you know, even if there's not going to be a show, I have so much stuff and so many interviews pre-recorded that you know we'll be able to even run new interviews with interesting people. Uh, even even if there's a technical difficulty or something with the show, and for whatever reason I can't do it live, uh, I I want to make sure that I have stuff for you every single night at five that that's interesting. But. Nevertheless, I am sorry about last night. Uh, we're working to refine this show every single day. Uh, so, okay, so yesterday I was down in in Houston, Texas, and I had the opportunity to give a speech to uh, a charity organization called Folds of Honor. Now, many of you all, I'm sure, have heard about Folds of Honor. Um, they're a military charity organization that supports children who lost you know, a mom or a dad in service to our great country. And the way that they do that primarily is by awarding scholarships to help these children get educated. Now, you know, I, I, you know, you all know, I was have been fully engaged in politics for the last several years. Uh, But before that, I would travel to probably 30, 40 events a year. And uh, as part of a, a military charity that I had uh, called the American Warrior Initiative that, that that specialized in giving service dogs to veterans, after I came home from Afghanistan, I realized that just, there were so many veterans that were really struggling uh, and needed help because hey, – you know, what you learn pretty quickly as a combat veteran is just because the bombs and the bullets stop doesn't mean the war is actually ended. And I think we have a duty and responsibility as Americans to make sure our vets are taken home as as well as their families are, are taken care of as well uh, when they come home from, from combat. And, but so I, my point is it's been a while uh, since I've been engaged in politics, since I've done an event like this. Um, And I have to say it was it was powerful. I got to meet uh, Alex and Gwen McIntosh. Their son was tragically killed in Iraq in 2008. And obviously when you lose a, a, a child, um, it's just something that lasts forever. It's a pain that never really goes away. And, and talking to them, you know, I learned that, you know, you you don't the pain never goes away. You just sort of learn to live with it and and never accept it. But you know the pain is always there. There's gonna be a void in your life forever. And these two Americans are they're incredible. They were resilient. They were strong. Their love of this country, despite what service to America has taken from them, their love for America was deep, and uh, it they were just inspiring in a lot of different ways. And so they host this golf tournament down in Houston at champions golf course every year. They started it out as just a way to honor the memory of their son, something like 15 years ago. And for the last, like over the last 15 years, they've raised over $6 million uh, just for folds of honor in the memory of their son. And, you know, it, it was, it was just an amazing event and I was honored to, to be a part of it. but, what was really brought to the forefront of my mind as I met with and talked to some of these Gold Star families. If you're not familiar with the terminology, a Gold Star family is someone who's lost a loved one in combat, a mom, a dad, a spouse, uh, a brother, a sister. But as I talked to them, what I realized is that you know, we talk I talk on this show all the time about how we shouldn't just frivolously send America's sons and daughters into the fight because they're our most precious resource in this country. You know, politicians, both Democrat and Republican, really, truly need to take their their responsibility seriously with when it comes to American foreign policy and how to use our servicemen and women and become better be damn well sure that the reason America gets embroiled in a fight. Is, is one that directly pertains to threats that we face here at home, our own freedom uh, and things like that. Um, but what I realized is that, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan and many of these wars aren't in the news anymore. <laughs> Honestly, they weren't really in the news much to begin with, uh, even when we were at the height of those conflicts. But now most Americans believe that the conflict is over. Well, I'm just telling you. And the reason why I'm telling this personal story is that, the wars for a lot of these people especially gold star families especially children of those you know servicemen and women who died in combat or in service to america they're still struggling and You know, what I talked about at that charity event was making sure that just because these wars aren't a part of our mainstream media narrative, that we as Americans and people who love this country and appreciate those who volunteer to serve this country, maybe knowing that they're going to get involved in a conflict, that we lean in and we support them, especially now when these wars aren't in the headlines. So it was an honor to be a part of that small event and to uh, the MacIntoshes. We love you. Um. It, it, and and I promise you, we are going to do everything that, that we can. And you're already doing this, but we're going to do everything that we can as Americans, as people, and as members of Parnell's platoon to keep the legacy of your son and his memory alive forever, because we are just so grateful for his service. And this country would not be what it is today were it not for men and women like your son. So so thank you. Thank you so much for for allowing me to be a small part of that. Um, but anyway, folks, this moving moving along here, I've got a, cr- so much to talk about today. Uh, I just so much is happening right now. And it there's, it's obviously it, it's election day. Um, and I obviously here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and looking at At the headlines, it's like Groundhog's Day here with the Gateway Pundit says it's happening. It's happening. Voting machines down in several districts in Pennsylvania due to uh, due to votes getting flipped. Election. The article goes on Election Day got off to a rough start in several districts in Northampton uh, County, Pennsylvania. That's the northeast of Pennsylvania. Lehigh Valley News has reported several voting machines in multiple districts across Northampton are down doing are down due to votes getting flipped and not recording properly. Voting machines went down in Palmer Township, Bethany, Bethany Wesleyan Church in Lehigh Township, College Hill Presbyterian Church in Easton, and at the Allen Township Fire Hall. The point is is that these voting machines are flipping votes in a retention race between judicial candidates. Now folks, it's like I said that this was groundhog's day for a reason. I mean it. How exactly in America we've known that we were having issues, at least on the Republican side of things, and President Trump was sending, you know, was firing warning shots in the lead up to the twenty twenty election, saying there are going to be very serious issues, not just with the mail in ballots, but with these voting machines. And what's so fascinating to me about this is that prior to to Republicans voicing their concern about these machines, and not just the machines, but just the way that we conduct conduct elections in this country, prior to Republicans sounding the alarm, Democrats did as well. When Trump won in 2016, you had Democrats like Adam Schiff, Kamala Harris, Chris Coons, you know, mainstream Democrats saying that we need to move to all paper ballots and that election machines should probably not be used anymore because they can be hacked and hacked easily. And through hacking those machines, votes can be flipped very, very, very easily. The software isn't exactly complicated. The firewalls aren't exactly impenetrable. In fact, elections, our elections can be hacked insanely easily. And, and here's the thing. We've been having Democrats had issues in 2016. Republicans had issues in 2020. Clearly, there's some bipartisan consensus here to fix the way that we conduct elections. I mean, like, look, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, the leadership in this country owes it to the American people to conduct elections in a way that leaves no question in our minds as to whether or not there's cheating happening. What's crazy to me is that in America, you can order a package off of Amazon and a ship off the coast of the Atlantic will fly it to the shore in a drone. It will then be delivered on ground transport to your house. And every step of the way, you're getting notified on your phone as to where it is and when precisely it was dropped off. And then You will get a picture of your package delivered at your home the second it arrives. Now, how in America, in the 21st century, do we still have issues with our elections like this is beyond me. It is shameful. And it's not like Election Day is a surprise. been talking about it on this show for two and a half months. And look, I I get it. I get it. Sometimes things happen yesterday. I expected to be home for the five o'clock show yesterday to do it live. Didn't happen. Somebody mentioned in the chat uh, and they were quite right. Uh, But Murphy's law sometimes happens. Sometimes there are things that happen that you just can't control. I, I get it. Right. But. You look at what happened in Maricopa County in 2022, where in a heavily Republican precincts, over 50 percent of election machines went down all at the same time. You look at some of these counties in Georgia after the water main break. And by the way, Georgia stopped counting in 2020 at the exact same time that Allegheny County stopped counting at the exact same time that Michigan stopped counting. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's just a big coincidence. But we, we have videotape of people removing hard drives, jump sticks, from these voting machines. When that happened, by the way, that's against the law, but when that happens, the entire process is corrupted. And so to Democrats and Republicans who, you know, there's got to be some bipartisan consensus here. We've got to do a better job with our elections. Get rid of these crazy voting machines that are that can be hacked easily. I mean, a sixth grader could probably hack a lot of the software on some of these dated voting machines that we're using. And if we're having the technical issues that we're having on a regular basis on election day, it seems like I said Groundhog's Day. And no, that's not an overstatement. But if we are having issues like this every single election, and I do mean that every single election and not just technical issues but issues where these voting machines are switching the votes (laughs) like maybe just maybe there needs to be bipartisan action to fix this stuff because it's just frankly not fair to the american people a democrat or republican so get get your act together i mean i I mean seriously so they these election officials I mean, look, I I don't know who they are. They could be Democrat. They could be Republican. I don't know. But they say, oh, the votes will be corrected. But I'm sorry. How do I know the votes will be corrected? Do you trust the system at all? I mean, after everything that we've been through as Republicans since 2020, where they stole, rigged, fortified the election, do you trust people without you there? To make sure that your vote has changed or if you're a democrat that that still believes in the russia hoax or that russia hacked election machines and switched votes to trump because they wanted to help him if you're a democrat and you believe that crazy conspiracy theory and you believe it in your heart of hearts to be true then don't you want this to change as well doesn't it make sense to go to all paper ballots and just tally them right then and there with Republican and Democrat poll watchers looking over people's shoulder as they tally them. It seems to me that that would be a much better and safer way. If we're worried about countries hacking our elections, if we're worried about hardware or software failures, if we're worried about these election machines, you know, being hacked, if they present a national security threat, I don't know. The only reason I say that is because both Democrats and Republicans have voiced concern over these things. If there is bipartisan consensus, then why the hell? is it groundhogs day on election day it's it's not a rhetorical question it's something that is is frustrating beyond belief and so let's get your act together i want to keep i want to keep moving on cuz we got lots to talk about um but again if you're here with us make sure you know we got You know, we got several hundred live viewers that are watching right now, both on Red Voice Media uh, and right here on Battleground Live on my Rumble page. Hey, make sure you like this video. Rumble notices that stuff. It helps with the algorithm. It helps the show. Um, This show is for you. So the more successful this show becomes, the more Rumble notices this show, the better quality show that we can do, and the better quality content that we can put out. So make sure you hit that little green thumb. It really, really matters. Um, if you're watching on Battleground Live, make sure you go subscribe to Red Voice Media. They have a great line of 24 hours a day, seven days a week now of of just great independent conservative thinkers on on Red Voice. So go subscribe to them. If you're watching on Red Voice Media, come on over here to Battleground Live and subscribe to our channel, John jump on our live chat. We're building a community here. I mean, the, the original gangsters of Parnell Splatoon have been rocking and rolling in the chat for the better part of two and a half months now. And it's kind of fun. Um, uh, we all enjoy it. We're a community and we want you to be a part of it. So, so if you're again, subscribe to each other's channels, it helps the conservative movement a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, so there's that going on. Um, what else, what else, what else? Um, are we having technical difficulties again here. What is going on? I'm trying to, are we good, David? Do we, are we still live? We're still live. and something's going on. I'm trying to fix it on my end. Okay. Well, I'll just keep talking here and you all, can, if you're listening to the program, uh, you can still hear, I hope. Um, okay. So we've got, um, Democrats showing up at the polls today. And I've got some videos uh, of them queued up, but I wanna talk to you about just, you know, what we're up against as conservatives. You know, we have, you know, the Democrats, have t- I've talked to you many, many times before, how they play for keeps. They're a party that doesn't mess around, I was talking to Commander Melanie today. Oh, good! It looks like we're back up and rocking and rolling here. But I was I was talking to Commander Melanie today as as we were running some errands and I was prepping for the show. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor. It doesn't matter if you're a highly credentialed scientist. It doesn't matter if you're if you got a PhD in neuroscience. It doesn't matter if you are one of the smartest people on the face of the planet. If you believe. In the mission and the mantra of the Democrat Party, then you have scales on your eyes and you will be unable to see the truth. I mean, again, like this is why when we talk about, like, even just for example, looking for a doctor, we want to make sure the doctor's conservative because these Democrats are just absolutely crazy. They believe in their party, they believe in their propaganda, they believe in the power, the all-powerful state uh they they god it's like they can't see the truth even if it were right there in front of them and frankly it seems as they get more the more intelligent they get the more educated they get the more credentialed they get the dumber they really are but just i got some videos here of of some of these progressive, radical, mouth-breathing communists on Election Day outside of voting precincts and just how they talk to Republican volunteers, people who are just, you know, volunteering and giving their time to help support election, Election Day operations. Roll this tape and check out how this video is just talking to a random Republican in Virginia.
2: the election? You might have been might as well have been walking up to my head on the way to the polling station, putting a gun to my head, trying to tell me not to vote. You expect me not to not take that fucking personally? You fucking try to overthrow elections with violence? And then you're out here among decent people? Thanks for coming what do you have out to there. Say that, huh What and what's on your fucking what's on your fucking uh uh your what are your policy prescriptions? Have a nice day. You've already fucking voted. Fucking rapist rights. Yeah. Involving is... yourself in people's fucking families and their fucking bedrooms. It's pretty wild. You fucking animal. You try to steal my vote next year, I'm going to fucking remember you personally. Thank you. In fact, I'm taking a fucking picture. Is that all right? Yeah, you Permission? can. Yeah. It's a one-party consent state. Shitbird. Yeah, one-party state. You want a fucking one-party country, is what you mean. Hey, sir, how are you? Headed in to vote? Yeah. Can I get a Republican sample ballot? Um, sure, thank you. You know, try not to be buddy-buddy with these people, because they, they put on a, the face of a good neighbor, but they support lynch mobs or the fucking KKK or their fucking Bible-beating bigots and freaks. They're not good neighbors.
1: okay so so much to unpack there i mean you might as well have been walking into the polling station putting your gun to my head these are direct quotes you effing animal you try to steal my vote next year i'm gonna effing remember you personally they support lynch mobs or the effing or they're effing bible beating bigots and freaks and they're not good neighbors so i mean Obviously, the irony of him signing off by saying they're not good neighbors after he just got done threatening and accosting a young Republican volunteer at a polling location is absolutely sickening. Like, folks, I tell you, every almost every single show that the Democrat Party and and not, you know, these. You know, we have moderate Democrats in Western Pennsylvania union. These are these are pro-life, pro-gun Democrats, people that are hardworking just when it's, they're they're pro. They were Democrats for a long time because they believed that the Democrat Party represented the little guy, people like my grandfather, that Democrat Party. There are some there are remnants of them left. You are excluded from from this as as I talk through this. But this new Democrat Party, these radical commie mouth breathing Dems who are who just by this insane MSNBC propaganda day in and day out, people who believe the Russia hoax, people that believe the Russia hooker, PP tape hoax. these people are a danger to this country and they are a danger to you and your family. They are. They are an existential threat to this country. And I want you I wanted you to see these folks for yourselves just to know exactly, you know what we're up against, and folks, these people are dedicated. I got another one of this unhear- unhinged Democrat attacking a volunteer on election day. Go ahead and go ahead and roll this tape. Hey, young man. Hi. All maggot needs to go to get Mo. You Republican maggot maggots are scum. You're scum, buddy. So do you hear what he said there? He said. All MAGA needs to go to Gitmo. Folks, these people would not hesitate to put you, your spouse, your children, and your grandchildren in a gulag for the rest of their lives if they could. They wouldn't think twice about it. They would laugh about it. What's more, we talk about the weaponization of the federal government against the American people. We've we've talked about the weaponization of the DOJ and the weaponization of our court system with these radical communist Democrat judges. Again, remember what I said about, doesn't matter, you know, what you're, you know, academic pedigree is or you know how smart you are. It doesn't matter what position you hold or what oath you took. If you are a Democrat, the ends justify the means. You toe the line with the Democrat cause 100% of the time. There's no deviating from that mindset. Again, use the example of the Supreme Court. You never know how these Republican Supreme Court justices are going to rule on an issue they look at and interpret the Constitution. And sometimes their ruling, especially if you're Chief Justice Roberts, they make you angry. They come out of left field. Why? Because they look at the Constitution and they interpret it to the best of their ability. These Democrat judges on the, on the Supreme Court, they don't give a damn. Their ruling doesn't matter what the Constitution says. That, th- hell, I think uh, Sotomayor, Justice Sotomayor, she didn't even understand the basic concept of federalism, separation of of federal, separation of powers. She didn't understand the difference between a federal government and states. I mean, she's just total moron, but she's on the United States Supreme Court. These people don't care about the Constitution. Whatever ruling or opinion they come up with, it, it doesn't matter what it is, it will advance the progressive football down the field. So it should surprise no one that these that the the weaponization of our court system and and going after Trump and his allies is happening in this country because if we look at democrats through that lens then you can't come to any other conclusion but that again they don't worship a god they don't worship a higher power they worship the party and the state. And that's what makes them dangerous. And that's why these people who are their disciples and their followers are also dangerous. If the conditions were right, again, they would 100% come after you and your family. And what's more, the reason why the weaponization of our systems in these heavily Democrat areas is so dangerous is because when. When, say, for example, Trump in D.C. or Trump in New York City, if Trump had a jury trial in New York City, and he will have a jury trial in D.C., the jury pool is drawn from these people. Do you think for a second that any of these whack jobs, and I mean it, that any of these whack jobs will rule in the favor of a Republican ever? No. I mean, whether it's Trump or January 6ers who were at a mostly peaceful protest in Washington in January 6th, those people rotted in jail cells in solitary confinement for two years and then got sentenced to decades in prison. You just saw the White House besieged late last week. How many of those you know, pro-Hamas protesters are going to find themselves in the gulags in solitary confinement for two damn years awaiting a trial date and then sentenced to decades? Because... You know, there were Proud Boys. And again, I don't know anything about the Proud Boy organization, but, you know, there were people who were sentenced to 22 years in prison because they shook a fence. Well, I watched a lot of these pro-Hamas terrorist sympathizing losers around the White House last weekend shaking a lot of fences. How many how many of them you think are going to go to jail for over a decade? The answer is none, because they believe the right politics and so the Democrats weaponize the system against you, but they'll let people who are doing the exact same thing in their own party, as long as they believe the same thing, off the hook completely. And so that leads me to talking about the the Biden's Israel dilemma. And this is not getting talked about enough. This is very, very important for you all to understand this. And an inside scoop on Fetterman, if you've noticed Fetterman talking um, about Israel, you'll notice he went from a, pre- a free Palestine whack job, pro-Hamas whack job, to, to being basically, agree- I, I would agree with almost everything he says on Israel now, which is crazy. And I'll break that down in a second. Uh, but before I get into um, the, the Israel dilemma that Biden has and Fetterman's unexplained moderation on on the Israel topic, uh, I want to just thank our sponsors, Deepwell. Uh, they're a sponsor of this program, founding sponsor. They're an an amazing American energy company and they are hiring all over this country. So if you're looking for your job, family members looking for a job, coming out of college looking for a job, they pay really great. The company's growing really well. Uh, their financials are great. Go to deepwellservices.com. They got a whole bunch of jobs listed there. Tell them that Sean Parnell sent you over. It will help me. It helps the show. Um, also to Cabot Guns, they're a sponsor as well. Thank you to them for believing in us. Also, want to thank American Alternative Assets. Um, Obviously, Bidenomics is not working. The U.S. dollar is losing value and your hard-earned savings are at risk. You can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. So please contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar and volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833, the number two USA gold. That's 833-287-2465 or visit for protectfrombiden.com because Joe Biden animated corpse that he is just sucks. We know that this invaluable guy will outline the precise steps that you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals all without any tax consequences. So call 833 833- 287 The number two USA gold. That's eight, three, three, two, eight, seven, two, four, six, five, or visit protectfrombiden.com because Joe Biden sucks and we all know it. Okay. So look, there's a reason why Biden is walking a very fine line, a very fine line on Israel. There's a reason why he has, he is, he comes out with the square. He talks out of both sides of his mouth on the issue. Right. He'll say on one hand, Israel has a right to defend itself, which really isn't that strong of a statement. And I said over and over and over again, Republicans need to clarify the remarks on that because that's not enough. Needs to be. Israel has a right to eradicate Hamas, not defend itself. Right. Uh, But also Biden will also say he wants a two state solution. Biden will also push for, you know, humanitarian aid to the Palestinians, which will just be taken by Hamas and used to export terror around the world can't have it both ways. But the reason why Biden is doing this is because he needs the pro Hamas vote in 2024. He needs the terrorist sympathizer vote, people. It's it's and and like if you think about the 2020 election. okay, just think about the conditions on the ground. Remember how razor thin his margin was. I think it was something like approximately forty two thousand his victory. Forty-two thousand votes spread across three swing states. That happened. His victory, in quotes. But that happened with all of the the, the mail and ballot shenanigans happening, all of the fraud that happened. They had a, all of the all of the media stacked against Trump. Biden's favorability at the time was over fifty percent. People liked him more then than they do now. Well, Biden's favorability has never been lower. He's wildly unpopular. He's bleeding support in every measurable demographic. And remember how close that margin was in 2020. He needs every vote. And I mean it, every vote, because right now President Trump is actually polling above the fraud. And I'll get to that in a second. But listen to these numbers. Again, everything by the numbers here. The Council on American-Islamic Relations found that 69% of Muslim American voters backed Biden in 2020, 69%. Biden won Michigan, by about 154,000 votes, and there are an estimated 242,000 Muslim adherents in that state. He won Minnesota by about 233,000, where there are an estimate an estimated 115,000 Muslims. Now, to my state, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Biden won in quotations and air quotes Pennsylvania by approximately 80,000 votes in total. Pennsylvania has nearly 170,000 registered Muslim voters according to the to the report. So now look, this is why he can't come out against Hamas. This is why he can't come out and support Israel. This is why he can't speak with moral clarity on the issue at all. Because If if that 69% number dips to 30% or or these people don't show up to vote because they just don't like Joe Biden, this is an existential threat to the Biden presidency. And so add these numbers to a Biden that is wildly unpopular, who is already hemorrhaging support. It doesn't matter how much the Democrats try to cheat because they absolutely will. I'll never BS you on this program and act like they won't try that they do. And they've been doing it for 50 years, but they won't be able to cheat enough. Biden is losing support everywhere. Okay. And so, so keep everything that I just told you in mind and now moved to John Fetterman, because it all focused on everything, the Republican party, Pennsylvania is the linchpin for everything. All, all of almost all of our hopes in 2024. Now, There are other pathways to victory around Pennsylvania. But when I say it's the linchpin, I mean that if Republicans can figure out how to win Pennsylvania, they will win everywhere else. This is the puzzle piece where if we could somehow snap the Pennsylvania puzzle into place, everything else follows and it becomes damn near impossible for Democrats to win if Republicans win the places that they're supposed to. And again, Pennsylvania is is not an easy place to win, but it's not insurmountable either. In fact, President Trump was the last was the first Republican since Reagan to win it at the presidential level. So he's already demonstrated an ability to do it. So the reason why Fetterman and I'm bringing him up, the reason why his moderation on Israel is important is because right now this cycle, Bob Casey is up for election. Bob Casey is a three term Pennsylvania senator who hasn't done a damn thing in 18 years. And I mean nothing. He's an absolute joke. He's he is he is a mouth breather of, of the mouth breathing Democrats. I mean, he barely and I mean, barely can stra- like have an actual conversation with anyone. Most people couldn't even tell you what he looked like. He's MIA on almost every substantive issue, except for he's a rubber stamp for Joe Biden and all in in his agenda. I mean, to give you a kind of sense of the kind of Democrat that Bob Casey is, you probably don't even know he is hard to pick. You probably probably couldn't pick him out of a lineup. But he voted to pave the way for our reentrance into the Iran nuclear deal, which therefore funded Iran, which allowed Iran to train Hamas, which Hamas massacred Israelis. So you see the chain of events there. People like Bob Casey have blood on their hands and are partially responsible for that. Okay, but Pennsylvania has always had two, you know, one Democrat, two senators, right, obviously, but one Democrat, one Republican, always a sense of balance at at the top of the ticket in the United States Senate in Pennsylvania. Bob Casey, for the same reasons that Joe Biden cannot come out in support of Israel and strongly condemn Hamas, Casey's in the same boat as Biden here. So he can't speak out with moral clarity in support of Israel. He needs the terrorist sympathizer vote. So who is doing it for him? John Fetterman. John Fetterman has been about as pro-Israel as you can get and still be a Democrat in today's day and age. But the different, the problem is, is that John Fetterman is more radical than Bob Casey in every single way. John Fetterman could be the fifth or sixth member of the squad. John Fetterman has been a free Palestine guy almost his entire political career. Now, all of a sudden, going into 2024 and in arguably the most important swing state, all of a sudden he's pro-Israel? and and you have people oh my god look at John Fetterman i can't believe he said that i actually agree with what he's saying he must be moderating himself no 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 when the democrats do stuff like this if it's sen- if you sense your your spidey sense is tingling or the hairs on the back of your neck stand up or you think something just isn't right it's because something's not right there are no coincidences in politics. This is very deliberate. What John Fetterman and the Democrats are trying to do in Pennsylvania is give Pennsylvanians, the citizens of this state, the sense of moderation that they've always craved. Even though there are two Democrats in the United States Senate in Pennsylvania, they're hoping that people will simply forget that they got two radicals up there. So if John Fetterman moderates himself, people say, I like what we got at the top of the ticket. There's a sense of moderation there. No, Bob Casey's not being outspoken enough, but John Fetterman is given that sense of balance that we so desire. Folks, do not... Be fooled by this. You will see local headlines talking about John Fetterman's support for Israel. You'll see John Fetterman's uh, Twitter and his Facebook, you know, talking about how he supports Israel. You'll see, you'll see John Fetterman moderate himself on a great many issues leading into the 2024 cycle. It is not legit. It is smoke and mirrors. Do not fall for it. And not only do I not want you to fall for it, I want you to tell your family and your friends and everyone you know about it so that you know the Democrats' game plan. Do not be fooled by these terrible, terrible Democrats. Because remember, John Fetterman would vote to send your family to the gulag in a second if he thought that you were going to be a threat to the Democrat Party. So do not fall for it. Okay, let's move on to something else. Um, gosh, I'm like so much to cover. I feel like uh, I need much longer than an hour show, uh, to really do justice to so many of these stories, but, um, the the media, they're just terrible in a great many ways. President Trump says they're the enemy of the people. I think he coined that phrase, but he is 100% right. Much to the chagrin of the media. They hate it when he says that because they don't like being exposed for the lapdog lackeys that they really are lackeys of the Democrat party they don't hold, they don't speak truth to power. In fact, all the media does is they sell their soul for access to people in power, which is a problematic dynamic for someone who is supposed to be the watchdog of our republic, not just, you know, come after Republicans with fake news stories, but also speak truth to power to Democrats as well. Well, unfortunately, the media has not done that. They're wholesale in the tank for the Democrats. If you, as if you needed more reasons to hate the, the media. David, if we've got these images, can we throw them up on the screen? So a Jewish man was murdered by a pro-Palestinian activist, Um, I think yesterday or the day before. He was bludgeoned to death with a megaphone, a 67-year-old man. He was a, a, an, a, an older gentleman holding the Israeli flag at a, a pro-Palestinian protest. Uh, pro Hamas protest. He was attacked and bludgeoned to death with a megaphone, hit over the head until he died. Look at how the media is framing this issue. CNN: Man in California. Man, man in California dies after suffering head injury at pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian demonstration. Think that might be a little misleading. Do we have another image, David? Can we put that up there? Should be a. Oh, there. Jewish man dies after hitting head in altercation at dueling pro pro-israel and pro-palestinian rallies in california just go ahead and keep th- scrolling through them david if we have them jewish man dies after altercation at dueling protests in california that's the new york times jewish man dies from israel from from injuries suffered from injuries from injury he dies suffering from injuries in israel israel palestine rally in west lake village do you see what's happening there now the coroner in these k ca- in this case said very clearly that this was a homicide, that he was murdered. That Why? If you're a member of the media, I mean, of course, this is a rhetorical question when I ask why, but the only reason you would do something like this, and I mean the only reason, is because you hate this country. You hate the people who are pro-freedom. Why are you... Carrying water for Hamas, an organ, a terrorist organization that decapitated babies, and bound people and burned them alive, and cut babies out of the wombs of their mothers. I mean, why are you carrying water for this organization? And we're talking about the way that the media covers things. The Nashville shooter manifestos, uh, manifestos leaked the other day to Stephen Crowder. He covered it on his program. But what it turned out to be was just nothing but horrific anti-white racism. Uh, How this this, this, uh, trans Nashville shooter hated white people, calling these kids crackers, referring to white privilege, and hoped that her victims weren't ready, that she was going to be able to kill a lot of white people. I mean, why censor that? Why not put that out? And likewise, why not put out the actual story that a Jewish man was murdered by terrorist sympathizers in California? Bludgeoned to death. I mean, look at that. There's, there's the. oh, this is great. Like, look at that. That's the manifesto. Death day. Today's the day. They, if I can finally, I can't believe it's finally here. I mean, the only reason to not report on this stuff is because they hate this country. That's it. They don't want you to have the truth. They don't. And it's sickening. Well I did an episode last week, yeah, look, kill those kids. You're seeing it right there. Kill those kids, those crackers. Go into private family schools with those fancy khakis and sport. I mean, come on. The American people deserve to know the truth and the media is failing. It's just I say, speaking of the media failing because there are no cameras in the courtroom in this New York City trial. But I'm sure that you saw the reports of uh, Trump getting into it with this radical and creepy Democrat judge up in New York. Um, This whole trial is an absolute disgrace. And I'm sure, you know, there was a lot of media spin out there about how Trump's lawyer didn't check the right box and because of that didn't have a jury trial. Well, none of that's actually true. All of this has been systematically designed to destroy President Trump, destroy his business, steal his legacy, take his name, and ultimately, the motivation behind everything the Democrats do, but ultimately destroy his ability to self-fund this race, this presidential cycle, should he need to. I don't think he will, because I think the American people are waking up to just what a disaster this all is. But. But this is a very deliberate hit job from Letitia James up in New York, this mouth breathing soros funded uh, district attorney and this anger on this weird, creepy looking Democrat judge. Um, there's an exchange I'm going to read you between uh, uh, Habba, like Trump's attorney, who's frankly done an incredible job representing her client in President Trump. Um, there was an exchange in the courtroom yesterday about the you know, one of the attorney generals, one of the lawyers for the state of New York, questioning President Trump on the stand, clearly trying to smear him, asking unfair questions, a- asking overly vague questions, and so the exchange goes. The burden, this is um, uh, 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 Elena Hava or Habi, I don't quite know how to pronounce her name, but she does a great job. The burden is on the AG to ask better questions. Angoron the judge says we are not here what we are not here to hear what he has to say we are here to listen to him answer questions so this is the judge the radical democrat judge saying very clearly in the middle of a line of questioning what president trump is being questioned we're not here to hear what he has to say why i mean it was it was a slip of all slips of this judge if if i've ever seen it But why? Because this judge, his mind is already made up. He already knows how he's going to rule. He's already prejudged Trump as guilty. This is just one big show trial. Well, Trump's attorney pushes back and said, yes, you are here to listen to what he has to say. And Goron, the judge, reiterates that he is here to listen to Trump answer questions and then loses his temper. Sit down, he yelled. He instructs Wallace to continue, but not before Trump adds, this is a very fair trial. Well, kudos to President Trump for sticking up for himself against this, this really was banana republic show trial. Um. Roll this tape of uh, uh, Elena Habiba or Habba. uh, She stormed out of the courtroom after the trial was over and, and just gave the American people a sense of what she experienced in the show trial that this really was. Go ahead and roll this tape.
3: Coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly... Am I being paid as an attorney? And why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear. Because Ms. James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar, call the company fraudulent and make a name for herself. She said this morning that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, Ms. James, I have a message for you. The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor, and that's why you dropped out. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. And those numbers are loud and clear. This country is falling apart. And if we don't stop corruption in courtrooms where attorneys are gagged, where attorneys are not allowed to say what they need to say to protect their clients' interests. It doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone has a right in this country to get up and put a defense. I don't care who you are. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can put objections on the record. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can stand up and say something when they see something wrong. But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at. And I've had a judge who is unhinged, slamming a table. Let me be very clear, I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not gonna tolerate it here. And you know what, you shouldn't either. Because not every American citizen gets a camera and a microphone. And what I'm seeing is such a demise of American judicial system, and democracy. Miss James came out this morning and said that she knew Mr. Trump, and she always calls him Mr. Trump because it kills her that he was the president. But the 45th president of this country, one of the best presidents we've had has built a great company. It's worth a ton more than that statement of financial condition. And she doesn't know how to get out of it because her politics won't allow her. She calls him a bully. She says he's going to bring out racial slurs. He's going to say things today and taunt her. Well, Miss James, you taunted him before you came into office, before you saw one record, one statement of financial condition. You taunted him. You said, His administration was too male and too pale. Those are her words. She said that she and Michael Cohen We're going to be his biggest nightmare where I have some news for you, Miss James. Michael Cohen folded, lied and crumbled. Your star witness, along with all the DAs and corrupt AGs need to be paying attention to what happens when you let us take the stand. When you let my client speak the truth and the judge can tell me to sit down and he can try and shorten my client's testimony, but it is loud and clear, they've got nothing. They've got nothing but their politics. She's got nothing but her Soros backing, which we discovered recently. And I am sick and tired of seeing it. Pay attention, America, pay attention. Because when you're in court one of these days and you don't have a lawyer that has a microphone and you don't have a lawyer that can go on TV and you've got judges gagging them, what are you gonna do? We need to fix this country and we need to stop what is happening in this courtroom. President Trump is worth a lot more, and she wasn't ready for it. She doesn't understand it. And before she rushed to judgment, she should have thought about attacking somebody with over 50 years of real estate expertise who changed single-handedly the skyline of New York City. She picked the wrong person, and her politics will fail for it. (laughs)
1: Look, I know that was long, but I had to show you that whole thing because, look, I, I will tell you. I have been in President Trump's shoes. I have. I have this I've had the system weaponized, you know, against me as a candidate. I have. I know how it feels and she's 100% right. And every attorney, almost every attorney in this country would say, "Oh my gosh, don't speak out against the system. Oh my gosh, judges are people too. Oh my gosh, yes, I know it's a Democrat judge, but you know, like they take an oath to the constitution, they interpret the law." No, they don't. They don't. Democrats don't. They don't give a damn about the law. They don't care about the Constitution. They just don't. If you don't speak out against a corrupt system, people will never know it's corrupt. Bureaucracies and systems protect one another. They protect, they inherently protect each other. They have safeguards in bureaucratic systems that protect one another. These judges, Democrat, Republican, they're all a part of the club. Guess what? You ain't. Even if one of their judges messes up, other judges are going to circle the wagon on him. If you appeal, you know, one judge messes up and, and and his ruling at trial gets appealed, almost 100% of the time you're going to have judges on the appellate level circle their wagons to protect that trial court judge, especially, especially if it's going to bring embarrassment to the system that they themselves are a part of. So she is absolutely right to speak out against this egregious Offense to America and the weaponization of our Department of Justice, no doubt about it. But you might be asking why this judge is creepy. So I found today, in doing some research on the show, that this the presiding judge over Trump's New York City trial appears to have a very weird and nasty habit of posting half-naked pictures of himself on a high school alumni letter that he controls. And this is all reported by uh, the 501c3 Marco Polo, the same 501c3 that put out Hunter Biden's diary. 75, I'm going to read from this this Twitter post here. But the 74-year-old judge Arthur Ngoron appeared to even post bonus torso photo in quotations bonus torso photo and what what looks like the bathroom of a gym i mean this guy reminds me of anthony Weiner. uh one set of images seems to be seems to be progress pictures one picture of a frailer malnourished male assumed to be judge and gore yeah look at these. Cr- Pictures. This is this is him. This is 100 him. One picture of a frailer, malnourished, assumed to be Judge and Goron is labeled October 2020. Another picture labeled October 20 uh, August 2021. Excuse me, shows the same body flexing excessively to try to show off his muscle gains. <laughs> I just like why this is just so weird. I, I, this is just the, just the most bizarre behavior. Who does this and who posts this? In an alumni newsletter that you control, I mean, if you're <laughs> look at the, look at these pictures, who wants to see this creepy old dude naked and taking pictures of himself in a bathroom? But this guy is clearly not well yet. This is the weird, creepy, mouth breathing Democrat that is that is overseeing the, the what Trump's trial to destroy his entire family again. There's no victim in this crime. Who was defrauded? Was someone not reimbursed money? Was a bank not paid back? This is a victimless crime. And President Trump is being targeted for one reason and one reason only. Because if some creepy judge who is not allowing Trump to have a jury, not that that would help anyway, but some creepy judge, this dude is going to decide the fate of President Trump's businesses? It's absolutely sickening to me. And you talk about Letitia James, I mean, she clearly has a vendetta against Donald Trump, and we're coming up the against the end of the show here, but I got to get some of this stuff in. But Letitia James, she absolutely has a vendetta against Donald Trump. This is absolutely a weaponized prosecution. She campaigned on weaponizing the system against President Trump. Just listen to her own words. Go ahead and
0: roll this tape. The president of the United States has complained that I'm engaging in some sort of political witch hunt, that I've got some personal vendetta against him, that I campaigned against him.
3: That is not true.
0: One, but more importantly, until Trump is defeated. We will all rise up and resist
3: this man. And ultimately,
1: we'll bring him down.
0: This illegitimate president, I'm going to give you the same level of respect that you gave to President Obama, and that is Absolutely no respect at all. Donald Trump has got to go. Hey, hey. Oh, oh. Donald
3: Trump has got to go. Hey, hey. Donald oh, oh. Trump is not
1: true. this sound like a legitimate prosecution to you because it kind of sounds like she has a vendetta that woman is a complete psycho and that judge is a skinny creepy looking dude and these two democrats are weaponizing the entire system in new york city against president trump just to destroy his company his legacy and his ability to self-fund his campaign that's what this is all about don't let anyone tell you differently so look we're at the end of the show if you've made it this far Take two seconds and make sure that you like this video. It's very, very, very important to the show. Subscribe to Battleground Live. Uh, we are going to have shows every Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Um, we're looking for creative ways to make this show better, and we're going to be upgrading the studio here very, very soon. But also subscribe to Red Voice Media. They're an amazing uh, conservative, independent conservative media network. They've got a great lineup of conservatives over there. Um, Up next is Drew Berquist on on the Red Voice Media Network. Uh, So if you're finished here and you're looking for more content, go ahead and migrate over there. Watch Drew. He's on from 6 to 9. So for the next three hours, uh, he's an amazing conservative, super smart guy. And he's got a great team of people over there that helps him with his show. Uh, But as always... I want to thank you all for being here. And again, I want to apologize again to you for uh, for what happened last night and the technical difficulties that we had. Will not happen again. Always working to improve Battleground Live. But as always, thank you all for watching this show. Thank you for sticking with me and being in the trenches and fighting for this country. God bless you all, and God bless this amazing country that we live in. I will see you tomorrow night. Take care.